Hello, my name is Michael Finney. Welcome back to the program. Today we have George Nix, a videographer from the Chicagoland area. Can you say hello for us? Hey, how's it going, Mike? Very good. Happy to have you on today. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. As always, uh, love hanging out with you. You want to tell us a little bit about your background in videography and maybe your education, anything you'd like to talk about? So I'm a videographer based out of Crown Point. I do photography as well. And uh, I got started, honestly, because of skateboarding <laughs> back in, I don't know, maybe seventh or eighth grade. I got a camera for Christmas and uh, the rest is history. I went to Ball State University for telecommunications and I worked at uh, PBS for a year after school and then I uh, just found I had more connections up here in Northwest Indiana. So I ended up working a few jobs in Chicago, IT and marketing and stuff. Um, and I went full-time videography and photography in 2018, beginning of 2018. Tell us a little bit about what you think of the current state of media, if you would. It's becoming easier and easier these days to create media uh, pretty much because of cell phones. Like I have the, the new iPhone 13 pro and it's so good. I actually integrate it with my professional cameras and it edits just as well. It's got a really robust codec. So cell phones are quickly becoming the go-to way of creating media and it's giving access to you know, basically anybody, because pretty much everyone has a cell phone these days. So pretty much anyone can create video, create photos uh, that are pretty decent quality. Who are some of your favorite video producers that are utilizing smartphones or talent? You know what I mean? Uh, either one. You can be technical or you could be um, more on the, the in front of the camera side. And I guess in some cases it's both with the cell phone, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't tell these days what's being produced on a cell phone versus what's being produced on like professional cameras. So I don't really know like who's using cell phones and who's <laughs> using professional stuff. Um, some of my favorite people around here are real video production company, but I don't think that they use phones for their stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, necessarily like follow a whole lot of creators um i kind of just take my own path i like peter Mc uh peter mckinnon on youtube and uh maddie hapoya those guys are pretty cool um they're kind of some of my inspiration um over the years and even maddie is like talking about now how uh the cell phones have caught up with like dslr mirrorless type cameras so um yeah like I don't know how much they actually film with their phone and how much they film with their DSLRs. I know that there's a fair amount of mixture in there. Um, but like I said, it's so good now. I can't tell the difference just like watching a random video on YouTube or, or anything like that. It's pretty impressive how democratized content creation has gotten over the years. Don't you think? Yeah. Like anybody can create a channel about anything. So it's, it's pretty neat. 
think about, um, you know, I don't know what you did necessarily in college for courses specifically, if you had like television production or anything like that. But I remember, you know, when I went to school, there was a television course and you actually basically had a TV studio production experience. Um, a lot of that stuff, even when I was taking it was feeling pretty obsolete at that point in time. Um, but it was a course that they made you take on the way to uh, nonlinear editing in an avid system at the time. Um, mm-hmm. what do you What do you think about some of those skills? Have they been valuable to you throughout your career, or have you basically uh, operated as a one man show? Well, I think those kind of classes I did take um you know more studio type classes where we're in studio doing, you know, random productions and things like that. And then uh, I did a lot of, um, a lot of projects where I was like running around out in the field, like making mini documentaries. And so I I think that like, that was a good experience, but in terms of like the, uh, equipment and how to use it and things like that, it's completely different because when I was in school, um, let's see, I graduated ball state in 2012 and we were using, um, PD one fifties, Sony PD one fifties with, um, mini DV, ta- uh, you know, like still on tapes, it's a digital file, but it's on a tape. So you have to like use firewire to transfer it and stuff. Um, so that was like SD. So like didn't even have HD stuff. So it's kind of crazy to think how far we came, you know, just since then. Um, you know, in the last 10 years, just how different production is. And honestly, the, the thing that kept me, uh, up to date with everything is YouTube. I probably learned more on YouTube than I ever did in college in terms of like technical aspects, how to use equipment, um, what types of equipment you need for what types of projects and things like that. YouTube has been invaluable for that. but more than anything, what I learned in college that I still use today is, um, like how to tell a story that that's something that was like ingrained in me, um, in college is that it's like story trumps all. So don't worry about what camera you have or what equipment you have. You can use a cell phone. You can use whatever you have. As long as you have a good story, people are going to watch and listen. Um, and I, I personally think audio is a little more important than the video quality. Um, but yeah, like the the other big thing that I think I, I took away from college was like the business side of things. Um, just taking business classes and learning like media law and things like that have definitely been, I'd say more important on the business end than, you know, how to create a cool video. That's pretty interesting. Um, it it is always just the, the weaknesses, right. In, um, in our perspective that need to be filled, that need to be gapped, right. You are already passionate about video or audio, but some of those other places, uh, it's critical to make sure that you shore that stuff up. You're also a video producer. You produce some kind of technical type of stuff where you review content as, or not review content, but where you review, cameras and techniques and things like that too, right? Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. It's just my name, George Nix. 
N I K S C H. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I'm not sure which direction I'm going with that. Cause I started off kind of reviewing, um, the Lumix cameras. Cause that's what I shoot on is Panasonic Lumix cameras. And those videos get a decent amount of views. Um, but I kind of, it, it's not fun making those. So <laughs> I stopped really doing like the, the tech review type stuff and I'm leaning a lot more heavily into um, tips and tricks because I think that's more useful than like, does this camera have better autofocus than this camera? Like that, that stuff doesn't really matter to me. It's not fun to make. There's other people who are going to make those videos, but uh, my channel is more focused on now um, just maybe which maybe which gear I use, but not specifically giving reviews of that gear. And then also giving tips and tricks. Like one of my biggest videos is just how to record a band outside, uh, recording video and audio for the band outside on a windy day. That one got like 10,000 views. Um, and I, I honestly, at the time I didn't think it was going to get more than like 20 views. So kind of cool that it, it got some views and then another big one um going back to the skateboarding thing i made a video about how to bring your vx1000 footage into your phone um using a series of adapters <laughs> and uh that one got a ton of views too like probably ten thousand views as well um and that I think that one actually got picked up because some skateboarder put it on their blog somewhere. Um, I didn't even realize that. One of my friends sent me the blog, and I was like, "Oh, hey, look at that! That's my video on there." That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. But uh, yeah, so so I don't know. I just like to give back to the uh, videography and photography community by sharing my tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. And I, I don't necessarily want to be a tech review channel, um, but like I'm not trying to review specific products, but I do want to like give tips and tricks as to why I use certain products over other products sometimes because it gets the job done better or, you know, I'm open to debating that kind of stuff too. Like what, what's a better way of getting something done basically. Do you have uh, a tip or a trick that you'd like to share for people starting out in video? I don't know if you're starting out in video, my biggest thing to 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 you guys would be use your phone if you can't afford a professional camera just use whatever you have and try to tell a story with it that's the biggest tip i can tell you is nobody's going to watch like a series of cool shots if there's no story behind it so make sure you're telling and you don't have to necessarily do an interview to tell the story. I do that a lot. I, I do a ton of interviews for work, my work. Like that's just kind of, um, a good way to get to know somebody. Um, but any video you make, you can tell a story by using like a series, using your close-ups and your wide shots in a way that like drives the action. So if you have a wide shot of somebody walking up to the door, then you have a close up of them turning that door handle and then like a wide shot entering the room. And then maybe like, you know, just use your close ups to, to drive the action. Um, you know, tying your shoe, whatever, like just 
whenever there's something, some kind of detail, use your close up and bounce back and forth between wide and close because it keeps the viewer keeps the viewer's attention and it's just a really good way to tell tell the story without even having any dialogue. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. Thank you. So what do you like about the 10 step program specifically? I mean, I'm obviously partial to the video portion of uh, the 10 step program because that's kind of where my background is. Um, And I do think that like every business needs videos, every business uh, needs to have a way to uh, market themselves. It doesn't hurt to have like a 30 second montage video that shows off your business. Um, But again, like you shouldn't just have a series of fun shots. You should also tell a story within that series of fun shots showing your business. Uh, And that story can be as simple as just like one person's mission to go eat at your restaurant or whatever, you know, something like that. Um, you show that they're hungry, you show them coming in, show them having a good time, basically. Um, and then uh, I do also recommend testimonial videos. It kind of depends on the business, but most businesses benefit from testimonial videos as well. You're going to want to get some headshots. That's where the photography side comes in. Get some headshots of your staff. because uh, that, And then you, you can put a little section talking about who the, you know, their background, things like that. And then, uh, just photos of your business and products. Um, you can't really sell things if people don't know what you're selling. So give them, give them photos, give them videos showing it off. Great. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I like, uh, the end of your, um, your, you have that assignment at the end of each one of the sections. And, uh, that's kind of cool to like give people incentive to do something, uh, get out there and get started with this branding and and things like that. That's, that's a a great part of of the book. So what do you think the future holds for media, for yourself, for content creators, for branding and promotion, things like that? Well, the future for content creators, I, I, I do think that there's always going to be a need for content creators, but I'm not sure if it's going to continue to be a viable business. That's kind of a, I don't know. It it just seems to me that the content creation is becoming more and more users. And so there's a lot of people out there who, kind of uh have these dreams of being a videographer and and doing things like that and it's like i don't know if i recommend it anymore going into it because it's getting to be a really tough business super um competitive uh like i said cell phones are becoming so good that they compete with your expensive cameras and so your average you know teenager can just pick up their phone and create good content. So you're now competing with them for jobs, um, at the local level, at least. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, there's always going to be a need for professionals, but I think the need for professionals is starting to die down. I think there was a frenzy for a while where there was, uh, ever increasing need for professionals due to, uh, just, more consumption of video, more consumption of photos, uh, social media. But 
I think that people are starting to be happy with consuming the videos that your average person creates. So the need for hiring a professional is starting to come down a bit. I still recommend hiring a professional for your business, um, at least to have that like initial website created. Go ahead and hire somebody to do a professional about me video, some testimonials and headshots and things like that. But um, when it comes to your everyday posts, when it comes to running your social media, I don't think there's a need to go and hire a professional to run your social media for you. You can run it yourself just using cell phone clips and you can usually create pretty cool videos with all the different apps out there these days. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, um, you know, like we said earlier, uh, the tools, they're very egalitarian at this point. Anybody can pick up the technology and shoot something that is good enough for an everyday audience or for social. And on the other side, what you're talking about in regards to influencers and influencer marketing, I think that that's kind of become saturated as well. I don't think that it's going to go away, but I also don't think that it is going to scale down to a local level. And I do want to see more investment into local and regional business as opposed to, you know, massive corporations or um, international holding companies that don't have a vested interest in, in our communities beyond, um, you know, subscription services. That's just my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I a hundred percent agree. Well, George, Hey, thanks for joining me today. It's been a great conversation. I appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely.